Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Uh, hurry up and wait. <laughs> Let's sneak that one in there. Remember a long time ago, you know, like yesterday, when the Democrats were saying that there was no time to waste with impeachment because this guy is a clear and present danger to the country? Well, apparently it's okay to let him hang around for a while because, uh, in case you haven't heard, the Democrats are now saying they, they may not deliver the articles to the, uh, of impeachment to the Senate for a trial. Which would be okay with the Republicans, but it's just more insanity from the idiots in Washington, on both sides, by the way, who would like to be in charge of your life. I don't know about you, but I could use a few months without impeachment. And Nancy Pelosi, by the way, has reached the point where, you know, she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Subject. I've said this is it. But we'd like to see a fair process, but we'll see what they have and we'll be ready for whatever it is. Is that yes, the requirement or need to see a fair process before? We would hope there would be a fair process, just as we hope that they would honor the Constitution. By the way, I saw some of it and see it, but I heard some of what Mitch McConnell said today. And it reminded me that our founders, when they wrote the Constitution... <laughs> Uh, they suspected that there could be a rogue president. I don't think they suspected that we could have a rogue president and a rogue leader in the Senate at the same time. Yes, Any other questions oh, on any of Anybody want to talk about uh, Mexico Trade Agreement? Anybody care about that? Jobs to American people? Progress in, in addressing globalism and the issues? Anybody want to talk about the SALT tax? That we're passing today, important issues uh, that relate to the economic vitality of our communities. Any other questions? Because I'm not going to answer any more questions on this. Clearly, do you understand? When we see what their process is, we will know who and how many we want to send over. Not until then. I'm not going to go there anymore. She's not going there anymore. Is 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 that a promise? So how about this? Nobody ask her or any other Democrat about it and hope that it all goes away. Uh, meanwhile, there will be elections in 11 months from now. That's kind of how we do it around here when we, you know, put people in and take people out of office with elections. And every day there are plenty of reasons for you to make sure that the Democrats aren't put in charge, not just on a national level. But state and local, we'll have an example of Democrat insanity out west when we come back. Stick around. Believe me, I've got a case on Nancy with a laughing face. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre Existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door. 
door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You're listening to the John Stagger Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we know Donald Trump isn't going anywhere, and if we're lucky, the Democrats won't deliver the articles of impeachment to the Senate, and we'll go a few months or forever. Uh, without hearing about it again. But there will be an election in November, and the more you see of the Democrats, the more scared you should be that they are going to be put in charge. Just look at what they're doing out west in uh, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Well, Chris Rufo has been keeping tabs on the, the insanity out there in Seattle, and the headline of his piece at the City Journal is Progressives Gone Wild. Chris, thanks for being here. Great to be with you. So uh, you can't talk about Seattle without talking about the homeless. Uh, so what's going on out there now? We've had you on before, and some of the stuff going on there is just beyond belief. Yeah, so the kind of state of play in Seattle right now, there are about 12,000 people experiencing homelessness across King County, Washington. Um, while at the same time, according to the Puget Sound Business Journal, uh, total public and private spending on homelessness is now about a billion dollars a year. Uh, so we have this huge disconnect and a story that broke recently, and I was the first to break the video, um, that came out was a video of a taxpayer funded King County conference on homelessness, uh, in which they brought in a transgender stripper, uh, to perform at, in what they were calling their cultural presentation hour. And I think this moment really caught fire because it captures, um, really the corruption and the ineptitude of this, of the county and city bureaucracy. And the idea that they thought that this was a good idea um, is indicative of wider problems that have plagued the bureaucracy um, and, and is frankly the reason why they're not making any progress on homelessness. So the, uh, the obese uh, transgender um, <laughs> dancer was a nice touch. Who comes up with this stuff? So I, I, I think, and I think that's exactly the question is who comes up with this stuff? Well, 
Um, if you look at a lot of the material coming out of the kind of homeless industrial complex that is in control of public policy in cities like Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, they've really bought in full bore into kind of radical intersectional politics of the left. And the actual official theme of this conference was decolonizing our collective work. And what that means in kind of pseudo-academic terms is how to remove kind of uh, neo-colonial input from a white patriarchal establishment from homelessness policy. Um, that's the kind of radical theory, but in practice, it means nothing right. um, except a justification and, a, and an excuse to hire someone, a black transgender stripper, who checks the boxes of identity politics, even if it has nothing to do with homelessness. Oh, boy. So, so what could possibly be expected to come out of a conference with the theme decolonizing our collective work, where the government says the government's responsibility is to, and quoting from your piece, quote, interrogate the current structures of power and examine the legacies of structural racism in our systems and co-design a path towards liberation with black, indigenous, brown, and other marginalized community. I don't even know what that means, but that's what they, that's what they were all gathered there for. Yeah, and I think there's a number of ironies in that statement. You know, the whole theme was to interrogate the structures of power. That's a kind of 1960s-style thing that basically say we need to look at who has power and hold them accountable because they're doing all these terrible things. The irony, though, John, is that, is that the, if they truly wanted to interrogate the structures of power, they would only find themselves because progressives have been, have been in control of Seattle city government for more than a generation. So if there is, in fact, still institutional racism or oppression, uh, they're actually the ones that are responsible for it. So it, it, it really exposes the kind of absurdity of this rhetoric. And you have people who have bought into this abstract rhetoric, um, I think only as a defense against their, their record of failure on the tangible concrete issues. No matter how much money they spend, there's more and more people on the streets than ever. And rather than deal with the reality of life on the streets, they've kind of retreated into this pseudo-academic language that really absolves them uh, of their repeated failures. Well, my calculator on my phone that I was looking at here, uh, when you when you gave me that figure of one billion dollars for twelve, and there's twelve thousand homeless, it only goes up to a hundred million. But uh, I I think based on my math here, that if you spend a billion dollars a year on twelve thousand homeless people, you could write a check to each one of them for ninety thousand uh, dollars a year. That's, yeah, that, that's about eighty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, so. So, you know, and, and, that's, and that's the really mysterious question. People say, well, if we're spending $80,000 a year per person uh, that's on the streets, why isn't the problem getting better? And the clear answer, and you'll see this in the video uh, of this kind of strip show at this conference, is that the vast majority of that money gets sucked up by the social services sector uh, that's ironically predominantly run by middle-aged, college-educated white women. Um, and this is a massive kind of bureaucracy. Um, they're paying six-figure salaries. The, the, the woman who was actually running this conference makes $123,000 a year at taxpayer expense. Um, and I think that's the real scandal, is that the bureaucracy is keeping people on the streets because they're sucking up all of these resources to pay themselves these cushy jobs where they can attend uh, strip shows and talk about uh, decolonial activity, and it, it, this is isn't this the case in so many uh, instances with uh, progressive and and Democrat um, policies that are all about uh, welfare and um, um, the uh, the confiscation of wealth and the redistribution redistribution of wealth. That you know, if you look at the welfare program and and how many people are on welfare, that you, you could just send checks out to people for uh, enough to live on for a year if you just eliminated about half the jobs of the of the people in charge of getting the checks to them and and coming up yeah, with the policies. And, and I think there's really starting to be bi a bipartisan frustration about this system. And even someone uh, like Andrew Yang, who's running for president, has proposed a universal basic income. And there, there are certain problems with that that we can get into. But the idea is cut out the middleman. If you actually want to just give people money, just give people money. Yeah. Because Send right now check. what you're seeing is that it's all absorbed by the bureaucracy that has no incentive to actually solve these problems. So 
I think we're in a moment where people of both political sides are starting to say, wait a minute, where is my tax money going? Why isn't the situation getting any better? And is there any way to hold these people accountable? And um, so any, any attempt to fix the problem, though, is dismissed or attacked as oppression, right? It's, you're just oppressing people if you try to fix it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're, you know, you're uh, any kind of epithet they launch against you, kind of identity politics-based insult. But but let's be honest, I think that uh, while it's, it's, it's scary to get those kind of insults co- coming your way for the first time, um, the last four years have basically been ratcheting up this rhetoric, and I think it's starting to break down. As people can see reasonable policy proposals, they kind of dismiss some of that overheated identity politics rhetoric. Um, I don't think it's working like it used to, and I think we're almost emerging to the point where we're breaking through that language, where it really has reduced itself to meaninglessness, um, and people are going to actually start to start to defend the substance. and And the good news on this whole uh, video that emerged, uh, you know, that that broke on social media and then kind of worked its way up the national media, um, it puts so much pressure on the executive director of this King County, Washington agency. Um, that she was forced to resign over the weekend. So that's one victory for taxpayers. Uh, It's a small victory, but I think it's symbolic of the work that we need to do to keep putting pressure on people, holding them accountable. And even in a city that is as rabidly left-wing as Seattle, there's a line, and if you cross it, the public is going to demand accountability. So uh, I'm optimistic. I think it's a a good outcome uh, for taxpayers, and I hope that uh, people across the country can 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 learn from this experience and knock it down the same path. We're talking to Chris Rufo. He's a columnist at City Journal, also a filmmaker. Uh, we'll talk to him about that in a second. Um, so uh, you wrote about a guy who's in in charge of the diversity program at the utility company. Uh, <laughs> This is the company that provides electricity, I think, for Seattle, uh, and he worked race into the discussion about public utilities. Uh, how did he do that? Well, through, through kind of uh, mental gymnastics that could win a gold medal at the Olympics. You know, there's a guy who he makes one hundred and three hundred and four thousand dollars a year as a, a diversity and equity program manager at the Seattle City Electricity Department. Um, and the idea is to ferret out forces of white supremacy through kind of racially conscious electrical service. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to justify on logical grounds. Um, but you've seen what's happened throughout the public bureaucracy in a city like Seattle or San Francisco, uh, even Los Angeles, it's the same. It's really been overtaken by uh, a social justice agenda that's focused predominantly on race, um, also kind of sexual orientation, sexual uh, expression. And, and it's gotten to the point of absurdity that all of the programs are run through what they call a race and social justice lens. So even something like providing electricity to the neighborhoods, which traditionally has been an engineering challenge. How can we deliver efficient, reliable electrical yeah. service? Does the light go on when I flip the switch? Yeah. In, into kind of a, a kind of imaginary battle against white supremacy. Oh. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, exposing some of these stories, really showing how absurd they are, uh, will hopefully get, get, the, get the people back to the basics of government, providing uh, basic services. And, and unfortunately, what we've seen is that the more they focus uh, millions of dollars a year on kind of battling the abstract forces of oppression, the worse the actual conditions and services and streets and homelessness and trash pickup and public safety, um, all of those kind of go down the toilet. Well, um, I mean, we're just back here in little Pittsburgh and we're, you know, in a little backward city. We're not woke like they are out there on the West Coast. Um, are the people, Chris, are the people in Seattle really that stupid that they would allow their tax? To, I'm serious. I mean, who who puts, how, are they just not paying attention? They, there's there's only two answers. They, they're either unbelievably stupid or they're not paying attention. I think a big part of it is people are not paying attention. Um, but I think I think more broadly what's happening is that Voters want to signal that they're progressive, so they end up voting for whoever the most progressive candidates are on the ballot um, because it's a one-party town. And if you see in one-party systems, um, the people who are the furthest to the extreme tend to win. So, so what you're seeing is that all of the institutions are pushing towards this radical agenda. Voters have a sense that they want progressive candidates. 
And I think there's a big disconnect among left-leaning voters in Seattle where they like, in the abstract, a lot of the rhetoric, yeah. um, but they are ignorant of how it actually is implemented by social yeah. services. So I'm trying to make that connection. So say, hey, no matter what side you're on, and, 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 uh, and this is a perfect story to break in this example is, you know, it's great. You want to fight for equality. You want to fight for all of these, uh, these, these principles, uh, many of which I, I would agree with. But look at actually how it's implemented. And mm-hmm. is this what you want your money going towards? So we need to help people make that connection. We need to help connect the dots. Um, and the more we can do that, the more we can hope for some changes. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, Chris, but what you just d- did a really good job of describing there is unbelievable stupidity. Sorry, you, you used the word ignorant, but it's it's uh, it's just it's just somebody was paid over a hundred thousand dollars to bring in a transgender fat stripper, you know, <laughs> and thought and 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 that person, if if the if not for social media and the video, she'd still be working. And and the taxpayers out there were so it's it's unbel- I can't believe that there are that many stupid people who would continue to elect reelect people like this and and think that there that there's no alternative to it. I I, I want to get to math though because that may be more uh, there may be more stupidity there than anything. The math at Seattle public schools uh, they, there's the the ethnic uh, something or other uh, for, uh, commission or something. Anyway, it, the quote is from your story disenfranchised people and communities of color and legitimized systems that contributed to po- contribute to poverty and slave labor. They're talking about math. And it says to fight this injustice, the task force argues schools must translate transition, quote, from individualistic to collective thinking and implement a new math curriculum that will, quote, liberate people and communities of color. The people out in Seattle need to be liberated from Seattle. Just you know, leave or get those. Get rid of, it's just beyond stupid, Chris. It's just, it's, it's yeah, it, it it is. I mean, that one I'll, I'll definitely agree with you. Is beyond stupid, and 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 the irony is that the teacher who's really busy designing this curriculum and radicalizing other folks, trying to push it through the system. Um, after this story broke, she was widely ridiculed in the national media. But she was actually the 2018-2019 Teacher of the Year. <laughs> oh, uh, so that's stupid. This kind of insanity is, is really recognized by the, again, that permanent bureaucracy. But, you know, the, the irony here is, like, if you dig below the surface on any of this stuff, it unravels immediately. The irony here is that the highest scores on standardized math testing in Seattle and Washington State are Asian Americans who are people of color. Uh, they don't need a collectivist math curriculum no. to liberate their test score. Um, so it, it, it really is a meaningless formulation. It's all based on kind of reheated rhetoric from the 1960s about liberation and oppression um, that is itself kind of rehashed rhetoric from the 19th century uh, kind of Marxist playbook. So um, I, I think, you know, there's got to be a point where people of sound mind and rational mind look at this stuff and say, Okay, we've kind of gone down the ditch. We've hit the bottom. Uh, let's just get back to the basics. Let's teach the reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, I don't think we need collectivist thinking no. to, to teach people math. I have uh, about a minute left. Uh, I want to give you a chance to mention your your uh, film for PBS called America Lost, and I'm up against a hard break, so I only have a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I directed a film looking at life in three forgotten cities. Uh, it's going to broadcast on PBS on January 6th. Uh, and if anyone's curious, they can visit the website americalostfilm.com. That's just americalostfilm.com. Uh, it's really trying to take a look at uh, what's happening to that fraying social fabric in struggling communities. And one of the communities featured in the film is Youngstown, Ohio, oh, uh, just okay. a few-hour drive from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, Chris, I appreciate you being on. When I see this stuff, it just scares me to think of these lunatics being in charge on a federal level. And we're going to have some people in a debate tonight who are going to be proposing things that aren't much uh, less ridiculous than the th- stuff that you talked about here. But uh, Agreed. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. thanks, <laughs> thanks for being here. Always good to have you on. Hope to have you on again, Chris. Likewise, likewise. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. That's Chris Rufo of the City Journal, and uh, don't forget his uh, movie, his film, documentary film, coming up on PBS called America Lost, coming up next month. And we will be right back here on the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. On this vote, the yeas are 385 and the nays are 41. The bill is passed. A bipartisan victory in the House today as the renegotiated trade agreement with Canada and Mexico passed. It gives lawmakers from both parties the chance to support an agreement sought by farmers, ranchers and business owners anxious to move past the months of trade tensions that have complicated spending and hiring decisions. The International Trade Commission projected in April that the agreement would boost the economy by $68 billion and add 176,000 jobs six years after taking effect. The AFL-CIO endorsed the pact, as did the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and other major business groups. On Wall Street, the Dow by 137 points, the Nasdaq rose 59, the S&P 500 advanced 14, oil up 37 cents to $61.30 a barrel. This SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Check off your gift list and save by starting with Lowe's. Now you can get your choice of a 227-piece Cobalt Mechanics tool set for $99, a $600 value if purchased separately, or get a Cobalt 24-volt max cordless brushless drill with battery, also just $99. For the Craftsman fan on your list, get your choice of a Craftsman 20-volt max two-tool combo kit with drill and impact driver, or a Craftsman pancake air compressor, each just $99. For the right gifts this holiday, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Valid through 1224, U.S. only. Larry Elder explains what the deep state is all about. The um, obsession to get this man out of office, the expression deep state, these guys thought they were patriots. James Comey thought he was a patriot. Strzok, McCabe, they thought they were patriots. They were intrepid warriors for all the right. That's what makes them so dangerous. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Elkin from my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. Right now, you can save over $11,200 off the MSRP on select 2019 Silverado All-Stars. Or you can save over $6,000 off the MSRP on select 2020 Equinox. These deals won't last, so hurry in now for the best selection. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Make this holiday sparkle with a gift from L.S. Jewelers, one of the only area jewelers to offer certified lab-grown diamonds. Just as brilliant and pure as mined diamonds, you won't be able to spot the difference because lab-grown diamonds are 100% real for about 30% less. And since there's no mine, the most economical choice is also the most ethical. See, a diamond doesn't have to cost the world. L.S. Jewelers, Robinson Town Center across from Ikea at lsjewelers.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Outbound 28, looking very heavy from Veterans Bridge to Delafield Avenue in Bridgeville Accident Station Street at Washington Avenue. And we're seeing some pretty major delays in the Parkway West. Inbound 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel Parkway East. That's staying up outbound east of Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissdale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
mainly clear and cold for tonight, low 19. Sunshine and some clouds, Friday, high 35. Friday night, partial clouds, low 23. Saturday, clouds and some sunshine, high 45. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 46. Monday, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Giant Eagle made the announcement earlier this week that they'll be eliminating plastic bags and uh, other single-use plastic containers by 2025. You're, of course, supposed to think that this is wonderful, and you're supposed to think Giant Eagle is wonderful. But how wonderful is it? Sterling Burnett is the Senior Fellow on Environment Policy at the Heartland Institute. He joins us now. Sterling, thanks for being here. Good to be on again. So uh, the biggest supermarket chain in western Pennsylvania, Giant Eagle, announced earlier this week um, that they will be phasing out plastic bags by 2025. Some stores will uh, pr- almost immediately be without them. And uh, they made a big deal about it. And we're all supposed to think it's wonderful. Is it? Well, no, it's it's bad for a variety of reasons. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. The company wants to ban plastic bags in its own stores and not use them. That's its business. I'm not here to tell a company how to run its business. But they shouldn't pretend that it's good for the environment, and they shouldn't pretend that it's going to make their consumers happy. Uh, consumers, when given the choice, choose plastic bags for a reason. They're, they're stronger than paper. They don't get soggy like paper in rain. They hang together, uh, and they can be reused. It, I, I, they're often called single-use plastic bags. I don't know anyone who uses them and throws them away. Most people I know use them for trash bins for their small trash cans. But they can also be used for a variety of other things. That's what I do. Uh, the alternatives just aren't – they don't provide the value. They, they cost more. They take more resources. If you're taking talking paper bags, you're, you know, you're either going to be cutting down trees and pulping them for paper bags, not, to me, a wise use of trees, um, or you're using recycled bags. Either way, it costs a lot more in terms of energy to make paper bags. They take a lot more space. They're more expensive for the stores, and if they start charging you, then you get paid more. And they don't hold up as well. Your alternative, Another alternative is sort of reusable bags. That's great if you always remember to carry them. But uh, they come with their drawbacks. They take a lot more energy. They take a lot more space. Um, if you use them at the grocery store repeatedly, say put on the conveyor belt, they can pick up germs. If you put meat in them that leaks blood, they can pick up germs. And if you wash them, which, you know, that's the way to get rid of the germs, of course, well, then you can destroy them, and they don't last that long. Uh, uh, plastic bags have a lot going for them, and no one gives them credit. But, but is it because people see plastic bags? Uh, somebody uh, that I was discussing this with on Twitter said something about, "Yeah, I I drive down the street and I don't see paper bags in the in the in the uh, in the road, but I see plastic bags." And uh, it's... you know, look, there's 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 an aesthetic problem as far as their their role in the waste stream. They're less than half a percent of all the waste stream, but there's no question they are unsightly. When people let them, uh, uh, you know, don't dispose of them properly, if they put them on the streets, they throw them away like that, just toss them out, there's no question they're unsightly. Um, but you can find people for doing that. Mm-hmm. You can it, it penalize them for littering. Uh, if, if you see it fly out of the back of a truck, report them. Um, but don't make everybody else have to live without plastic bags simply because you are offended by the sight of them especially when you realize, like I said, they make up a very small portion of the waste stream, and um, they they just have so many virtues compared to other. It, it takes more energy to ship paper bags because they take up more space, so you're using more energy. You don't see all the, the potential drawbacks of their alternatives. Uh, even, you know, paper bags, when they wind up in landfills, once again, they take up more space. The air filling your landfill faster. Uh, in addition, a virtue of plastic bags that no one really talks about is that the plastic bags used in America are actually made in America. <laughs> we we make all our own plastic bags. Uh, the reusable bags they're made in China. Very few of them are made in America, and so we're importing them. If we close down plastic bag manufacturers, 
Um, you, uh, you're putting people out of work in America, and you're helping the Chinese, who also use chemicals in those bags that sometimes aren't that good. Paper bags, it's a mixed bag. You can get them from overseas, or you can buy, or you can buy them here. But like I said, then you're destroying trees. Um, I just don't see much good. What, hap- what, what I think your retailer will find is that if he has competitors that continue to use plastic bags, that his customers will start, shop- start shopping there because that's what they've done in cities that have banned plastic bags that have grocery stores along their borders, people shift their shopping to the grocery stores that have the plastic bags in the neighboring towns. So their retailers lose business. Yeah. I, um, I, I just don't see much good to be said for it. It's, it's, you know, and I don't, I don't know what the, the, nanny, pers- the nanny state should not be involved in banning them. And like I said, if a grocery store wants to, that's its business, but right. it should not get, be, you know, get away with pretending it's better for the environment. because It's not. And I don't know what the percentage is of people who actually bring those, um, uh, um, reusable flannel bags or whatever they're made out of uh, to the store. It, it's got. I got to believe it's about five percent. I mean, if you go to a Whole Foods or, or some place like that, you might see more because it's a they they it's a kind of a liberal uh, store and it caters to that audience if they, or that market. But I, I just don't see uh, people dragging a bag back and forth to the store catching on. Well, I mean, you know, some people do. There's no question about that, and it's good that if that's what they want to do, that's fine. Uh, so long as they're careful, because, like I said, if if you you walk on your supermarket and you grab a bag of burger or uh, or pork, and uh, you know a, a cellophane package, if it leaks, it, it gets in your bag, and that can cause bacteria. If you put it on conveyor belts that have had other bags, other meat and poultry products, and and things. Uh, it can get the liquid on there, and, and it, it can spread disease. And once again, there's a solution for that, except for, you know, some of these bags, some of these reusable bags are also plastic. <laughs> Not all of them are cloth. Right. Or they're, or they're cloth and acrylic mix, so you, you've got the plastic in there. Once you start washing those things, though, um, they start falling apart pretty quickly, and they seem to be, they're less reusable than they you might otherwise think they are. Um <clears throat> I just think it should be consumer choice. If people don't want plastic bags, there's not a store I know of in the world that forces you to use plastic bags. <laughs> no, no. You can ask for paper if they've got them. If not, you can bring your own, uh, or you can bring suitcase. You can bring any kind of container you want to carry your groceries if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But it should be your choice. It shouldn't be the nanny stage choice. And if the grocer is going to make that choice for you, he should be aware there could be cost involved, and he should be called out for pretending he's helping the environment he's not. You know, another big thing about plastic bags, people keep hearing about these the plastic in the oceans. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things they're worried about, right? You, you yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, what the, the that's mostly even more with the straws. The but it turns yeah. out the vast majority of the plastic in the oceans, almost all of it, none of it's plastic bags. It's fishing lines. It's commercial fishing lines and nets that are cut loose. Yeah. And Huge waste problem, but it ain't the plastic bags that are the problem. And I saw. And some, no one ahead. talks about it, but plastic bags can be recycled, just like other plastics. Yeah, and I've obviously seen that you know this 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 big uh, the hysteria over plastic straws that people actually think that not using plastic straws in Columbus, Ohio, is going to somehow clean up the Pacific Ocean. Which it won't, but what it will do uh, in cities that have banned plastic straws. They're being sued by um, uh, groups representing people with uh, disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a whole class of people. Plastic straws are sterile. They're good. You don't have to worry about whether the glassware has been washed properly. Uh, you're not putting your lips on it. But for some people, they're a necessity. That's how they can still enjoy going out. If you are a quadriplegic or a paraplegic, you may need a plastic straw to be able to sip a drink. You can't lift that class. And for cities to ban them and have no exception for uh, people with disabilities that have diseases that rob them of their motor skills, uh, you're basically saying you need to stay home as a shut-in because you can't go out and enjoy things that everyone else can because we're not going to allow you to have a plastic straw to drink with. Well, Giant Eagle says that they're also going to be phasing out... uh 
all single-use plastic for beverages, food. Uh, so, I mean, what should we look forward to getting when we buy a half gallon of milk? What's it going to be in? A, a wooden container? A s- stainless steel? Uh, uh, what are they going to put it in? I guess they're, they're going to go. They're going to go back to the uh, the bottles, the waxed cartons. Uh, they're going to, uh, you know, they're, they're basically going to be using a lot more energy and a lot more paper, a lot more wood products, because you're going to go to waxed cartons. If you go, I know stores, I know places that have gone to the uh, to the uh, paper straws. Um, they're they're thick. They don't bend. <laughs> they, you know, they don't have the flexibility of one of those straws that has a little bendy section. Right. Uh, and they get soggy and they clog up. Um, I stopped. I stopped going to places that said that's the only straw they have. If I if I if I want to sip something through a straw and all they've got is paper straws. They've lost my business. Yeah. And I think that, that your store is going to find that. It's like, they're, they're going to get complaints now. Y- you, know, now I- you know, between now and 2025, it's a relatively long time. Mm-hmm. So they could change their minds if right. customers start complaining. Uh, my hope is, rather than making choices for customers, that grocery store chain says, you know what? We're going to let our customers decide. And if they no longer want to use plastic, that will be their choice. But we're going to use the most sterile, most versatile. We're going to allow people to continue using the most sterile, most versatile uh, container product uh, on the market, and that's plastics. Amazing. Uh, now, there were local government officials there when when uh, Giant Eagle made their announcement. Uh, they were there to pat Giant Eagle on the back and um, make sure that Giant Eagle was doing a good job of virtue signaling as long with their announcement. So, so yeah. how many cities have actually banned plastic bags? I know in Boston, they call plastic a public enemy. Yeah. I, I, I can't answer that question off the top of my head. There have been some cities that have banned it. <laughs> there have been some cities that have gone farther, like San Francisco and Banned Straws as well. There have been some cities that have banned uh, plastic or styrofoam containers, single-use carry-out containers, from from uh, carry out places, right? Yep, yep. You've got to go with the old cardboard containers that don't insulate as well, don't keep it cold or hot as well. Um, use more energy, um, take up more space. But uh, some places have done that. But I don't have a figure. Uh, in Texas, several cities did it, and the state said, and then some cities rescinded it. Uh, they said, you know what? Our public didn't like it, so we've got rid of it. In Texas, what happened is. Some cities rescinded it, but other cities didn't, and the state intervened. They were, they were the, the attorney general of Texas intervened and said, you know what? We have a law in the books that says you can't decide what kind of containers people can carry things in. That's state law, and you can't violate state law. And so the cities in Texas have lost that ability. Uh, some states have banned plastic bag bans. Um, and I'm not normally in favor of the state government telling localities what to do, but I'm not in the favor of localities telling retailers what to do mm-hmm. or consumers what they should purchase and not purchase. And so um, I think it should be up to consumers to let their local retailer know what kind of bags uh, they want, and they can do that when they make their purchases at checkout to say, no, no, I don't want plastic. I uh, want paper. That's... No, I've got my own bag. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, if you want to use plastic, that should be your business and no one else's. Well, what are fast food restaurants going to be expected to do for all that stuff that goes out the drive-through window if there if 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 uh, there's no plastic? I mean, should pre- trees be nervous about where all the future knives and forks are going to come from? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it gets into so much complex minutia. I can't even. Sounds, I can't even insane. answer. What, what what you can expect fast food restaurants not to do is to give out metal spoons and forks. So maybe you just don't get those things anymore, uh, your sporks or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, with your with your meal, with your happy meal, you don't get something to eat them with uh, because uh, nanny state uh, uh, environmental schools have said, no, no, you don't have that choice anymore. We've decided for you. We know what's best. Yeah. One of the restaurants I go to up in Ontario all the time, and they're very much into this up there. Uh, I the first time I went in there, and I I got a salad to go with a diet coke and a cup from the fountain, you know, with a plastic cup on it, uh, in a plastic cup, 
uh, and they gave me a plastic fork and a knife to eat my salad with, but the straw was paper. And they, they feel wonderful about it. So I guess they think they've accomplished something. <laughs> I guess they do. Uh, you know, the truth is, I don't think most people, even most um, managers of fast food or, or corporations, I don't think they really look research it. I think what they, they see is the chance to get a public relations coup. Yep. To say, we're green, too. We're for the environment. <laughs> and how you know we're for the environment? You've got real single-use plastics. Right. They don't look to see whether, and no one calls them on it, whether it actually does much good for the environment. The reality is, the evidence is, it does not. It costs the environment. You use more energy. You use more resources. You use more water. You know, if you're, if you're recycling paper products, you're pulping it, you're using a lot of water to do that. You're getting toxic chemicals out of those things before they're reused. So it's just people need to – most people don't have time to do the research, but the research is out there, and it would be, it would, it would be a nice thing if corporations, rather than wanting to appear green – did the research and found out what is green. And you know what's green? Consumer choice is green. Plastics are green. Well, uh, Sterling, I'm out of time. I I really appreciate it. That's why I have you on, because you guys do the research and the the people don't have the time to do. But I I really appreciate you being on. Thanks for having me, and I look forward to being on again in the future. Take care. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. All right, same to you. Sterling Burnett, Senior Fellow on Environment uh, Policy at the Heartland Institute. We'll be right back. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joelle Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. Lightoflife.org slash give. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel, newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimal neurological activity and improves cognitive memory. Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevitybynature.biz. That's longevitybynature.biz. Get 
Hi, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. I know a pest controller who was contracted to get rid of a cockroach infestation in a restaurant. He tried everything, even chemicals. Nothing worked. So he bought my plug-in Pest Free Pro and a few weeks later the cockroach problem was well under control and he was able to keep his contract. Plug-in Pest Free is not a sonic device. It's chemical free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So I guess the uh, Democrats aren't going to send the impeachment uh, articles to the Senate because they adjourned today and Hoyer announced uh, no more votes until January 7th. So that means that uh, this clear and present danger must not be that clear and present. So, uh, But here's what Jim Clyburn said. He's a, a dem- number three Democrat in the House from South Carolina. How long are you willing to wait? As long as it takes. Uh, even if he, if he doesn't uh, come around to committing to a fair trial, keep those articles here. Uh, so keep it as long as it takes. Uh, if you know and he's told you what he's going to do, uh, it's almost like uh, let's give him a fair trial uh, and hang him. I mean, it's the verse of that. Yeah, there you go. Give him a fair trial and hang him. Just think for a minute, for one second even, uh, if someone had said that, about Barack Obama, uh, just give him a fair trial and hang him. Think of all the uh, all the things that would go with a statement like that when referring to Obama. Uh, but um, that's what Jim Clyburn said, and the Democrats are now going to wait until after Christmas, which is nice because uh, maybe Nancy Pelosi can go shopping for some new dentures or something, or some I don't know. Uh, something, uh, another layer, a couple layers of makeup. Anyway, uh, that's it for the Democrats until January. That makes me happy. I don't know about you. Don't have to hear about it for a while. Uh, we'll see what we're talking about tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.